you do when you're savaged by the imperatives of a collective? There's a few things that I've actually been thinking about on that front. I've recently been reading this book called uh, Solitude by a fellow called Anthony Storin who was telling me about um, a lot of what the book talks about is some of the um, merits of solitude as a tool for fostering certain qualities in an individual. And uh, they give some example of some people who are thrown into prison. If I get a copy of the book here, actually, I can use maybe make references to a couple of them, actually. Dostoevsky, for example, has been one of the more famous examples. His experience of uh, penal servitude that says he had permanently influenced his view of human nature and that kind of permeated his novels. More particularly, his experience of seeing convicts who for years had been ruthlessly crushed suddenly break out and assert their own personalities, often in a violent and irrational fashion, made him feel that individual self-expression or self-realization was a basic human need, in each, a need which did not accord with the subordination of individuality to the collective demands of the state required by socialism. Now, on a micro scale, this is usually the case when you're dealing with individuals who are, you know, your friends, family. In my case, I had my experiences with family. And, uh, I always wonder whether it was a good idea that that happened to me. Well, I'm yet to figure it out anyway, because I'm still trying to um, understand it. But... It's left me with a great deal of resentment towards people, and, and it's not just you know within the family space. It's actually extended itself to my friendships and you know my work life. So it's forced me to look at myself, to make some inquiries about who I am as an individual, because. Unless I can fully understand that and articulate that, then I don't think I'll be able to navigate the reality that I find myself in. And it does require me to cultivate certain characteristics that are, how do you say, beyond myself. Not that they are impossible for me to acquire, but it does require quite a considerable amount of effort on my part. I was actually listening to this um, Jordan Peterson lecture where he was talking about how he was talking about Nietzsche it was Jordan Peterson I was listening to a lecture about Jordan Peterson talking about Nietzsche and one of the things that Nietzsche talked about was the failure of Christianity well not necessarily a failure the necessity of but failure and necessity of Christianity let's just put it that way because as a tool for um, enforcing the kind of discipline that was necessary for humanity to cultivate the kind of mindset that you would need to develop science and one of the key emphasis of Christianity is true truth truth being another crucial element of science it made it so that science was able to pretty much you know rip apart you know christianity at its base but without that discipline that was enforced upon you know humanity by catholicism to be more specific 
humanity wouldn't have developed science or wouldn't have, wouldn't have developed the stability to be able to explore itself using um, science. So, although that capacity for rational inquisition that we develop as a result of that has made it so that we're pretty much all about dismantling everything that's around us. We're not really concerned with rebuilding. So maybe that's where I am right now. You know, I'm currently in a state of mind where I'm constantly dismantling things because I look at some of the um, ideas and things that I was told where supposedly the way a person should live turns out that much of it is not really practical it doesn't really make sense within the context of my current existence and you know much of it was lacking so it was almost like I was set up to follow a path that just wasn't there so so how does one actually like recover from this well Jordan Peterson talks about these two instances where you set up a tyranny or you set up well actually no um, Nietzsche did predict that what would come of that situation is a tyrannical environment which would lead to the destruction of millions and millions of lives so I'm wondering is that what I've been doing to myself all this time tyrannizing myself I don't know I wonder whether it needs to be the case that I go back to what it was that I knew and try and derive some sort of meaning or value from that so that I can you know piece together my life because right now I'm operating on belief systems that pretty much are missing some key parts again another expression used by Jordan Peterson because it's incomplete and that journey of self-discovery is what I'm kind of undertaking right now one of the things I wanted to talk about today though is um, this idea of and it sort of links in in a way I'm not quite sure where but maybe if I was a little bit more practiced at this I might be able to know how to do that but you know early days right so I wanted to figure out exactly how I could do this all the while interacting with the uh, collective mindsets that society tends to breed. First and foremost, I can acquiesce to it, which I've done for the longest time, you know, abandoning all that I am in favor of an idea that I couldn't possibly hope to live up to. I mean, try living up to the ideals of your dad or your mum or your brothers or your sisters or friends and workplace you know it's it's unrealistic it kind of rips you apart you know trying to go in different directions trying to please everyone and the truth is people can never be satiated so you wind up empty and you know that kind of build that can build up quite a great deal of resentment inevitably leading to the kind of destruction that can affect oneself and others that's how suicides happen you know I kind of got to my own limit at some point a few years ago and it's fairly recently actually which is also partly the reason why I decided to start doing these little sessions 
The second option is to resist, um, rather quietly or violently, depending on what your inclination is. You know, going back to in reference to that last um, to that bit that I read from the book. You know, there's a tendency for men to lash out violently when they find their own find their dignity, you know, stomped on. So that can definitely, you know, be effective because, you know, people learn not to mess with you as such. Although in some circumstances it might be all that there is. However, you know, there's all indication that it doesn't much lead to that much success, you know. It's just as destructive as the former, especially on oneself, although it does, it, 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 it is a better um, approach than what the acquiescent option is. At the very least, you know, you get to go out in a blaze of glory if everything, you know, if the consequences are dire. I mean, you said, let's look at some examples. You know, the whole situation going on in America right now with the um, black community, you know, tarnishing their local area in Minnesota because of the death of Floyd, which is understandable. I mean, it was quite a pain that was inflicted on them. Uh, having watched the video myself, you know, it was, it was brutal what happened to him. However, by going through these riots, they effectively, you know, destroying the economic stability of the location, perpetuating a belief system about the black community and perpetuating a sort of reaction that hasn't been known to be quite effective. Although, you know, you never quite know for certain. I mean, at the end of the day, It's understandable the reaction, but I don't know if there's any other way that he could have gone about it. Which brings me to my third option, and uh, I suppose that's where I'm—that's the reason why I'm stuttering because it's kind of a difficult path to balance, and that's the middle ground, the middle way, you know being able to operate as both an individual and as a member of the collective while shaping yourself. Um, it's quite an intricate dance. Um, it's not something that is very easy to do. And in many cases, it's, if well-practiced, can lead to some of the best changes that you can have in you know society. I mean, look at Elon Musk, for example. I keep going back to him as an example. He strikes me as a man who's really put himself together as a formidable individual such that he can not only benefit himself but benefit society as a consequence and his ambition is essentially one that strives to lift humanity up into a better place not just on an individual basis but as a collective and he's a guy who's also come from quite a painful uh, childhood background and much of who he is today is as a consequence of you know, painful relationships he had with the collective as a, as a kid. And I think that's um, put him in a position where he's become much more empowered in the way he goes about doing things. I think he's somebody who's, um, and I think this is actually quite crucial to be able to make this work out 
you know, somebody who's um, pretty much setting himself up as the major benefactor of every interaction, every arrangement, uh, especially as it sees as it serves his higher goal. And I think it does require quite a uh, dim view of humanity. Um, it's certainly something I'm starting to call and you know cultivate myself because once you start to realize that you know human beings are human beings are animals first you know and human second uh, this is a realization I came to have when I finished reading the uh, rational mail by Rolla Tomasi and you know once you read that you start to see that everywhere and you start to recognize that you know much of the platitudes that people try to try to project out there is just just rhetoric it's just bullshit most of the time you know not necessarily something that everyone can live up to but you know it's nice to know it's nice but fundamentally we're still creatures we're still animals and that makes up at least 80 percent of what we are as opposed to the remaining 20 percent that's supposedly the human part so being able to navigate those two things, especially in oneself and as a collective, I think that helps to walk that middle ground so that you can not only benefit from it, but also serve it as well. Because, you know, it's, it, it, it's a, it's, seems like, it seems like the sort of thing that would improve things, improve being, to use Jordan Peterson's word, words. Well, the first option to acquiesce is just a tragic and absolute failure of one's existence. The second option would be somewhere in the middle, would be some, well, not necessarily, again, I don't know. I'm still not sure where to place that one, but the third one definitely seems to me like the best approach to go for it. So to summarize, I think the person's individual development has to factor in their own personal and uh, collective existence. And it has to stem first from one's management of oneself, you know, how you manage yourself psychologically and behaviorally and all of that. And I think another key component is that there needs to be a higher goal. There needs to be something that you're in service to that is greater than yourself. I'm not sure how to break, I'm not sure how that can come about. Um, the impression I certainly get is you can posit a goal, you can start with that, and as time goes on, you can modify it and change it according to what the circumstances are. I mean, you'll, you, you won't stick, if it's a sign of change, it's a sign of growth. I would think but inevitably one might come upon a goal that is very transformative so beneficial uh, that it's worth the investment of one's time and I hope I can get to that place eventually but now the emphasis is trying to trying to bring together the parts of myself that are essential for that journey, you know, to go from being this 
individual is rooted in a slave mentality to a free man, as it were. So that's all I have today anyway, but uh, stay tuned for more, and uh, I look forward to the next session.